And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. You know, I grew up on a song that says, uh, Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. They said, this rock is? This rock is what? Yes. And they say, be very sure. Be very sure that your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. You see, we live in times when the wind is blowing and you got to throw your anchor down. Amen. So you wouldn't be blown away. Is that all right? That's why we gather here tonight. That's why you are looking tonight because we want to ensure that we remain anchored to the solid rock. Hallelujah. We live in times when you can be discouraging. Where it can be discouraging based on what you see and what you hear. But I thank God that the gospel doesn't change. The good news doesn't change. It is constant. Isn't that a blessing? Constant love. Hallelujah. Can somebody say thank you Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know about you but my, my, my uncle holds. And my uncle, I've decided for uncle to grip the solid rock. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. If you would turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 21, and we'll start reading from verse 4. I want to continue from where we stopped last week. Last week, Wednesday. Amen. What a beautiful time we had last week, Wednesday. Amen. Hallelujah. God is telling us of our eternal home for the last two chapters in the book of Revelation. And I did say, though, that I don't want to go. There is so much in these chapters that I don't want to, I don't want to rush it. Because there are some fundamental things, fundamental things God is coming to get into you and I. You see, there is a lot of hope in Revelation 21 and 22. Hope that you cannot just scheme over. We got to go down deep. Amen. So verse 4 reads, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Amen. That, that sounds wonderful, isn't it? All tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death in heaven. And, and, and brothers and sisters, you know, as we read the Bible, you begin to realize God is going to come down on earth, on the recreated earth. And you get what I'm saying? So this is what he's talking about. It's not even in heaven anymore. John said, I saw the new Jerusalem coming down. So God came down. He has tabernacled. This is talking about when God tabernacles with us. He said, when God tabernacles with us, there'll be no weeping. Amen. He'll wipe away every tear. Amen. And that's why I, I prefer use the word when he tabernacles with us. Amen. It's not heaven anymore. Heaven is the, is the third atmosphere. Anyhow, there are three atmospheric levels. Heaven is the third. The first atmospheric level is called uh, the, um, the atmosphere. That's where the birds fly. Then we have the celestial heaven. Second atmospheric, amen. And then we have the third, which is the abode of God. God came down, amen. He's tabernacled with us. And the Bible is saying, when he does, amen, he shall wipe all the tears from our eyes. The source of what causes pain, like disappointment, amen. And broken promises, uh-huh. And betrayal, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. These are the sources of tears that will not be in existence when the Lord tabernacles with us. You know when God leaves amongst us, the environment is going to be perfect. 
perfect. No sickness can dwell in the presence of God. The Bible says that the city itself is going to be holy. Oh, what a blessing. Mm, nothing fake in there. Everything is real. <laughs> and he says, and there shall be no more at death. The last enemy to be destroyed, death. Amen. Neither sorrow nor crying. Amen. <laughs> Neither shall there be any pain. And he tells you why. Because the former things are passed away. Amen. Can we go to verse 5 quickly? I'll come back to that verse shortly. Verse 5 reads, And he that sat upon the throne said, <laughs> Can you say there is somebody seated on the throne somewhere? Amen. Looking down on the earth. And that person just happened to be our father. Is that a blessing or not? Yes, it is. I know who's sitting on the throne. I know who's large and in charge. Yes. We have a relationship, you see. Oh, what a blessing. Amen. So, uh, so, so he sat on the throne and said, he said, behold, I make all things new. Wow. Because you see, what God is saying before sounds too good to be true for some people. You know, some people are still saying, well, I'm not sure. You know, no pain, no sorrow. You, you know, our peanut mind cannot. You see, that's the problem. Our peanut mind cannot embrace the counsel of God. And because of that, we discount what he's saying. So God says, okay, I'm telling you. But now I'm saying, I'm going to tell you why it's going to happen. Because I'm the one sitting on the throne. And I make all things what? You see the amount of times the word new is coming? You have to hold, take hold of that revelation. You got to tell God, something new is coming my way. Yeah, yeah. The year is ending, but something new, something good. So the word new here is something that has never existed before. Something that has never existed before is coming my way. The word new keeps showing up, showing up, showing up. And so I started praying Psalms 102, verse 13. It says, it says, God shall arise and bless Emmanuel. I put Emmanuel in there. You can put your name in there. Amen. You got to make that stuff personal. Can you go to Psalms 102 verse, uh, I think it's Lord have mercy. Verse 12, I think. Is it 102 or 103 verse 12? Something. Is either Psalms 102 verse 13 or 103 verse 12? <laughs> One day I'll get it right. Amen. It says, uh, yes, 102 verse 13. It says, thou shall arise and have mercy upon Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. For the time to favor me. Yes, the set time. It's not coming. It's come. Yes. Because I keep reading new, new, new in the book of Revelation. Oh, no, no, no. I, I got to take hold of that revelation. God is telling us something. Mm-hmm. So I got to, I got to use my faith and stretch out and take it. Amen. And so uh, can you go back to our text? So it says here that, um, verse, hallelujah. Verse 5, sorry, no, verse 5. Revelation 21, 5, yeah. And he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Not some things, all things new. God is saying, all what I mentioned before, I am the one who's going to do it. I'm not asking any angel to do it. I'm the one, I'm doing it. He said, I make all, and he said unto me, right. He's telling John, right. Because John is listening. You know, sometimes when God is people speaking, people lose focus. We said on Sunday, Jesus defied gravity, went to heaven. The disciples looking at him. An angel said, me men of Galilee, close your mouth. <laughs> it's, the very same, it's the very same thing here. God had to, he forget he was writing. God said, stop it and write. 
<laughs> he said, right, for these words are what? True and yes, true and faithful. I'm not just talking for talking sake. I'm talking because what I'm telling you is true. And I'm faithful to bring it to pass. What a blessing. Can you go to verse 6 quickly before I come back? Our last verse for tonight. And he said unto me, it is done. God is still speaking. It is done. God said, what I'm telling you is true and it's faithful. For that matter of fact, for the matter of fact, it's done. It is done. Mm-hmm. And he tells John why it's done. Because I am. <laughs> oh, God. I, how many of you love the Bible? God said, it is done. For I am. What does I am remind you of? When he came to Moses. And Moses said, whom should I say, say to the children of Israel? I'm talking too fast. Whom should I tell the Jews sent me? And he said, tell them. I am that I am. You cannot corner me. So I don't have a name. I don't limit myself to a name. If you believe me, it's going to happen. Oh God, I give you praise. Don't you limit me. I am help. I am your provider. I am your judge. I am your protector. Ah, God, I give you praise. Ooh, glory be to God. All you have to do, your duty is to believe me. That, that, that's your department. Believe me and then power shall flow. For the Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. Anybody here believe God? Oh God, I give you praise. Amen. The power to believe is what we need to work on. That's what Jesus said in a very familiar chapter. Mark chapter. We said Mark chapter 16 verse 17 and 18. These signs shall follow them that what? Believe. Can I share a secret with you? The most difficult thing. Or the most difficult pursuit in your Christian life. Is the pursuit to believe God. The most difficult. Pursuit in the Christian life. Is the pursuit to believe God. When you set yourself in a routine, routine means in route, if you break up the word. When you set yourself in route to build your faith, to believe God, it's not easy, but it's doable. And God will reach out and place his supernatural so you can move supernaturally. Because you just find yourself in the will of God. Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by. Yeah, you got to hear and hear and hear. Oh. That's why we are here tonight. Amen. We are hearing and hearing the preach word. When you go home, you read it so you can hear yourself. Is that all right? Amen. So last week we left off. Thank you so much. I haven't done. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the? Yes. Wow. Wow. I will give unto him that is a thirst. Anybody here thirsty for God? We sang Sunday, thirsty for you. <laughs> thirsty for. Tell your neighbor, remain a thirst. Amen. Because those who remain a thirst, God said, he will give them to drink of the fountain of the water freely of life. Amen. So remain thirsty. Amen. Remain thirsty for God. Look, you have to remain thirsty. I cannot remain thirsty for you. Mm -hmm. You have to. It's a metaphor 
to go after God. Amen. In everything you do. Always listening. Always reading. Always pursuing. Praise God. So uh, let's get back to verse 4. And let's just walk down. I'm going to do as much as I can tonight. But I promise you I'm not going to rush it. Because there are some things in there we need to know. Amen. So last week we left off discussing from verse 4. Let's go back to verse 4. And in verse 4 the angel began to distinguish the new Jerusalem by what it does not have. You remember we said that. Unlike what's on earth now. The angel is saying what's not going to happen when God tabernacles with his people. And since I cannot belabor that point, belabor that point enough because God is saying it over and over. He's saying all the time, I'm going to make all things new. I'm going to make all things new because God wants you and I to realize what Paul says. Paul says that, how did Paul call the, ch the challenges he's going through on this earth? How did he call them? Light affliction. Paul called the challenges he's going through. Challenges with uh, uh, um, your body. Challenges at work. Challenges with family. Can I get closer? Challenges with other Christian brothers and sisters. Huh? Are you getting me? Paul calls that light affliction. Jesus, God, God here is telling us he's going to make all things new. Because God wants us to embrace a heavenly perspective. Let me share this with you since. If you do not embrace a heavenly perspective on this earth and get focusing on what's happening here, you will go down. The issues, the challenges, the disappointments, unmet expectations. If you focus on this and not keep your eye on Jesus, the author and finish of your faith, you will sink like lead. Are you getting me? So that's why God kept saying, I'm going to make all things new. You hang in there. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> you know, we are close to the return of Jesus Christ. You see what is happening to Israel. Amen. And the Bible says, Christ said, there shall be wars and rumors of wars. Amen. He said, the end is not yet. That's what he said. But brothers and sisters, we always have to remain rapture ready. Anybody rapture ready in here? Today, today I was at the house and I was thinking, man, who am I mad with? I have to call and ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I, I had to remain rapture ready. I kid you not. I kept saying, Lord Jesus, who is it? Because that person is not with me staying here. You got to remain what? <laughs> rapture. Yes, rapture ready. Oh, hallelujah. Hmm? So, the new Jerusalem is distinguished by, by, as I said, by what it does not have. No tears, no sorrow, no death, no pain. And later, it's going to tell us in the new Jerusalem, there'll be no need for sacrifice because God is going to live with us. Now we have to sacrifice. Amen. There'll be no sun, no moon, no darkness, and no sin. Amen. Now here's the reason why what John is describing in Revelation 21 is going to be the perfect eternal state. Here's the reason why he's saying that. It's because God is going to be there. Are you with me, saints? That, that, you know, everything that's happening in Revelation 21, all the good things that's happening is because God is going to be there. You see, brothers and sisters, pain cannot last in the presence of God. And you get what I'm saying? That is why everything is going to be good because the presence of God will be there. Even we are told so in Revelation 21, 3, don't turn there. In Revelation 21, 3, we are told, and he will dwell with us. And we shall be his people and God himself will be with us and be our God. 
And it's because God is going to be there. It's because of what we are told in Revelation 21.3. Because of that we are told there shall be no pain. No death. Because God is going to be there. That's why Jesus prayed. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is what? In heaven. Jesus is telling us it's important to experience pockets of heaven. Can you say pockets? Pockets of heaven on earth. Are you getting me saints? That's why he said pray that. That you begin to experience. Because in heaven there is no pain. No distraction. No favoritism. Can you say no favoritism? Well one thing I hate is favoritism. Lord have mercy. Can you say hate favoritism? Yes, yes, yes. You don't want nobody to, you don't want to receive that type of service or behavior. You don't want that. Because what's going to happen? People around you are going to dislike you. And some people feel so important. You know who do that a lot? Parents. Sometimes they don't even know that. Can you say that? Can I say that again? Sometimes parents practice favoritism and don't realize they're, they're driving a wedge between their kids. I'm not sure how I got there. I'm saying in the new heaven, sorry. <laughs> There'll be no favoritism. Amen. Everybody will treat it equally. Mm-hmm. Is, is that alright? Man, that's a blessing. Hallelujah. That's what loving parents do and God is a loving God. And so where God where God is, he brings a heavenly environment. Sickness cannot be in where God is. Disease cannot thrive and survive in the presence of God. Pain cannot. Death cannot thrive. Amen. Even in Deuteronomy chapter 7, you don't have to turn there. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 15, God told the Israelites, If you obey my law, if you remain holy, I will take sickness and disease from you. That's what God says. God said, if you, God said, if you straighten up and fly right, I'll take sickness and disease from you. Psalms, I think it's Psalms 103 verse 3. Don't turn there. It says, he healeth our sicknesses. That's what it says. Psalms 103 verse 3. That's what God does. He healeth. The word healeth means it's present continuous for. That's ETH is present continuous. King James used it to indicate the present continuous tense. So it says, he left our diseases. He's continuing to do that. It's not something that's done in the past. As you and I rely on God and we use the power of God, amen? We begin to experience healing in our bodies. Since you know healing still works. You know healing is something we should still talk about. It doesn't matter how much we celebrate. Listen to me, saints. It doesn't matter how much we celebrate. How many of you celebrate medicine? Let me say that again. How many of you celebrate medicine? Some of you are not saying anything. Guess what? I celebrate medicine. Amen? But I also talk about the healing of God. Mm-hmm. Because we cannot be quiet on that. Are you with me? And let the devil believe. We have to believe on man every time. No! There is a Jehovah. He's called what? Rapha! There is still Jehovah Rapha. And we have to keep talking about it. Amen? Don't be quiet about God's healing. You know, uh, what's that guy? He sings something about the name of Jesus. What's his name again? Rance. He died. Yeah, because he said something about the name of Jesus. It is the what? The sweetest name. I know. He said, oh, how I love that name, Jesus. Uh-huh. Anybody love the name of Jesus? 
Hear me, hear me. There is power in the name of Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is still power in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, there is still power. I need you to know that there is still power in the name of Jesus. You still can open up your mouth and use that name with conviction and get results. <laughs> Don't let your circumstances overwhelm you. To the point where you remain quiet and take your voice. You, you, no, no, no. In these days, you cannot be quiet. You got to open up your mouth and let the devil know that I am a child of God. I may be going through, but this too shall pass. Because I've got a sustainer and he's my God. You talk to some bills and tell them who you think you are. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah, yeah, I may be down now, but I'll tell you, give me a year. <laughs> uh, my dad is going to take care of me. Saying, I'm telling you, and when God hears you, hear you depending on him like that, what do you think he's going to say? Oh, angel, go ahead and make a way. Yes, that's what he's going to say. Look, my son and my daughter is depending on me. Hmm? Encircled by debt, drowning in debt, and yet still they still affirm that my God will make a way. I got to do something. Even as a parent, when you hear your kid talking about how you're going to make a way, you shake up yourself, right? With your little power. <laughs> and try to help. Think about God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. So our verse is telling us that God is going to make all things new. But here is why he's telling us that. It is because we are told that God is going to, can you, the first, the last phrase in this particular verse, it tells you why God is going to make everything new. For, notice there's a colon. For means because, because what? The former things are what? Yes, the former things. I look up the word former things and it's one Greek word. And it's protos. And protos means first. 82 times it was used first. So it means the former, the first things. Amen. It comes from a root, uh, uh, the root word that means, uh, uh, it means before. Amen. So the first things, the before things such as this earth, which God created first. Such as this earth, which is before the second earth. Amen. The Bible says this is going to pass away. We've been, for some reason, I keep asking God, why do you keep repeating? We've been talking about this for the last, how many times God has to tell us, the earth is going to pass away. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, in 13 verse 31, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word, how many times do you have to tell us it's going to pass away? You know why? Some of us still cannot believe it. Some of us are so in love with Mother Earth. <laughs> we just cannot believe this Earth. Yes. Listen to me. God is God's Earth. It didn't just appear because of a, a big bang. Can you see it again? <laughs> are you getting me, brothers and sisters? This Earth did not just appear because of a what? Big bang. God created the Earth. It's God's earth. And one day he's going to take it back. 
Mm -hmm. One day he's going to do what? To show them. It's not Mother Earth. It is my earth. And I can do what I want with, with my stuff. Amen. There was a, I'm not sure if you heard of that story of the guy who said, uh, you know, it's just a story. It's not the truth. But I think it's going to bring a point home. He claimed that he can, you know, scientists, very smart. I can, you know, I can make men. I can create men just like God created human beings. I can. So God said, okay. So God told him, you go ahead and try. So he went down to the beach. He picked up some sand. God said, that's mine. Put it down. <laughs> that, that's what? That's mine's. Put it down. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. The world. And they that dwell therein. God said all souls are mine. Can anybody say that? All souls are mine. Good souls and bad souls. I created them. When God is a good God. And when God tells you the earth is going to pass away. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Can you say believe it? And God has been very specific here since. As to what he's going to do. Amen. Very, very, very specific. Now. How can we be sure? I was looking at this this afternoon. And I'm looking at, can you go to verse 5? How can we be sure that what God is telling us is going to be true? I'm going to skip some things. Amen. Because I need, I need to get to a particular point. How can we. How do we know for sure that God is going to, going to recreate the universe and usher in that utopian lifestyle, that perfect eternal state? How sure? I mean, how do we know that? Yeah, that's, that's very correct. Amen. How do we know that the promises God made in Revelation 21 is good? Because it's a promise. You remember that, right? It's how do we know that? Well, listen to what he said in verse 5 and i want to i want to go over the assurances god gave us three assurances that that promise is going to come to pass and i want you to take not only the assurances here for this particular promise but take it for every promise you read in the bible because revelation is given to us not only to tell us of our future but it tell it's telling us of god's character are you with me? Telling us exactly who God is. So we are told here, the first assurance God gave us is in verse 5. Verse 5 says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Lord, I give you praise. It's in the first sentence. The first assurance is in the first sentence of verse 5. How do we know God is going to do what he said in verse 1, 2, 3, 4? Here it is, verse 5. He what? He sat on a throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you getting the point here he sat on a throne he's not in a hurry <laughs> let me skip some material here because i need you to understand that amen he, he he sat on the throne what he did was tell somebody he broke silence all the time god is quiet a few times in Revelation, God spoke, but it's not usual for God to speak. It's always the angel and Jesus and John. But this time, God broke protocol. And God said, he said, he that sat upon a throne, which means that he's a king. <laughs> oh, Isaiah told us that he saw the Lord and lifted high and his shrine, his robe filled the temple. Wow, that's the God we serve. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little excited, man. 
Jesus. Amen. I'm going to go. I don't have to be going to the gym over and over and over. <laughs> I go to the gym every day because I'm trying to keep my body together. There is no need for that. Hallelujah. I have a glorified body. I'll spend my time praising and worshiping God. Oh, hallelujah. Notice, as I said, the, the, verb, the Bible said he's seated, which means that he is at ease and he's in control. He's able to deliver on his promise. He's not going to say something and then run and hide. He's not going to do something and then run and hide like a coward. <laughs> God is telling us he sits on the throne. He's a king. This is an authoritative announcement coming from the throne itself. Amen. God, what has God said about your situation? That's what I want you to get from that. Where you are now. With all the needs, what has God said about your situation? What has God said about your situation that's, that's in the word of God? You can find and hold on to it. And hold on to it because you got to tell, you got to tell your situation. This is what God has said. I'm, I'm, can I share with you how I live my Christian life? I take the Bible and I said, hey, situation. This is what God said. He is seated and he said this about my situation. So it doesn't matter how long you take. You've got to go. You have to change. Because God has said it and I believe God. Yeah, I believe God. And the Bible tells me all things are possible. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. The guy said, Lord help my unbelief. Jesus said all things are possible. Anybody here believe in God? Yeah, believe God, sins. Believe God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. And so God wants all of us to know the grief, the sorrow, and the distress that produces mourning and its outward manifestation, which is crying, will not exist in heaven. Can you say not exist in heaven? And God wants to make it abundantly clear to us. I've got a verse for you, sins. I've got a verse, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. God said, remember the former things. You see the word again? Former things. He said, remember what? The former things of old. For I am God. I am whom? <laughs> I am God. <laughs> oh. In two verses you need to memorize. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. I'm God and there is none else. Verse 10. What is he in Verse 10. Declaring. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. The end from what? And from ancient times, the things that are what? Saying what? Yeah, yeah. That's, he said, he said, he said, he said, I'm telling you things that are not yet done. It's going to happen. God is saying, I can prophesy because I don't live in time. Uh, time. I created time. God created time. I, I don't live. 
That's why the Bible says one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. And so God said, but this is the part. He said, my counsel shall stand and I'm going to have all my. Yeah, God said my counsel. God, that God calls his word, his counsel. God calls his word, his word, what? He, he said his counsel is going to stand. It doesn't matter what you and I think. It matters not how we fight against God's counsel. God said, my counsel shall stand. You know, long time ago, <laughs> pastor, you know, I stopped fighting with God a long time ago when I read this right here. I stopped fighting saying I'm trying to, no, I'm, I stopped trying to get a shortcut. Because God said his counsel shall stand. So I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to get along with the program. Can you say, God, I'm going to get along with the program? Yeah, yeah. You know why you need to go through a program? Because, listen why. Because you become the right person in the process. Yeah, you don't want to skip the process. It's in the process. Uh, that's why God says his counsel shall stand. And he said, I'm going to have all my pleasure. Mm? All his pleasure. I'm sharing these verses with you to show you that what God said in Revelation 20, 21, 1, and 4, 1, 2, 1 to 4 is going to happen. Because he has the, the ability and the power to do that. Joshua chapter 21. Let me just share one more verse with you. Because I want to show you God has been faithful in the past. And if he's faithful in the past, he'll be faithful in the future. Amen. Joshua chapter 21. I have, let's read it from, I have an exhibit of, let's read it from the NLT. You'll read it from the King James Version. The King James Version is the version I prefer. But sometimes it doesn't sound like English. Amen. Amen. So let's read. <laughs> so let's read from the NLT. Amen. It says here, and, and this is what's happening. God gives the land to the Israelites and they are resting according to his, all his promises. Amen. And this is what Joshua said. This is the ending of Joshua. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had. He had what? Can you say promise? The same thing. Sworn to their ancestors. And they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest. What? On every side. Just as he had solemnly what? You see that word coming over. Coming up over and over again. So, promise and sworn. Uh-huh. None of their enemies could stand against them. For the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Verse 45. I love verse 45. Not a single one of all God's promises. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Can you imagine? God is showing you and I. He's faithful. When he makes, when he, so when he makes a promise in the future, that's who he is. His character is faithfulness. God cannot fail. Titus chapter 2 verse 1 says, God cannot what? Cannot fail. God cannot lie. That's not in his character sense. I'm trying to encourage us. I know we are going through some challenging times and some difficult times. But hear me. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. I was thinking about, I was thinking about it this afternoon. And for some reason, it's, it's a scripture I knew, but it, it, I, had, I hadn't memorized it as yet. And it just flashed across my mind. 
Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. Can I go to Hebrews 6 13? It says, for when God promised to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater. <laughs> God made promises to Abraham. And then God looked in the universe to see if there was a supreme court of the universe. To swear by. And God said, oh, oh there is nobody there but me. <laughs> Nobody's word is as good as mine's. So let me just swear by myself. <laughs> Woo, isn't that a blessing? That's what God, that's what's happening here. God said, I am Alpha. I am Omega. It is done. Because there is no other person I can go to that can say it is done. Wow. Wow. You see, these are the verses I pray when I pray. I say, God, you swore. You swore, Father. And I believe you're swearing. Yes, indeed. It doesn't matter what I see, what I hear. I believe you're swearing. Your word is good. It's been good in the past. Ah, sin, come on. All you have to do is hang in there. Just... Uh, sink your teeth in it. Sometimes we walk away too quick, too quick, too quick, too quick, too quick. Too quick, too quick. <laughs> too quick. We lack stick-to-itiveness. Mm -hmm. Are you getting me? You just, just lack all the because we, for some reason, we just buy into the idea that it has to be just like that. Because we heard it so many times. If it's God, it's just like that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Not under the sun. Ecclesiastes tell you that. Not under the sun. Under the sun means on earth. Because earth is under the sun. <laughs> Not on earth. On earth, there are processes God put in place. You remember what I told you? I we I'm sharing some stuff with you I wish I knew a long time ago. God placed some processes in Genesis 8.22. Can you please memorize that scripture first? Until the earth remains. There's going to be what? Seed. Oh, you, it's too fast. There's going to be seed. Ta! <laughs> Ta! It takes you four years to get a degree at a local university. The Bible says until the earth, is, is the earth still remaining? Well, if the earth is still remaining, these are the processes we cannot circumvent. <laughs> there's going to be a time to sow seed. And there's going to be time. <laughs> I know some of you say in the past, you see that all the time. Yes. Because I need us to get it. Yeah, you need us to get it. Hear me. When you find, when you find a, a Christian who agrees with God and decide to pursue God, not based on emotions, not based on whether things are good or bad or things are hot or cold, but know that God's word is good and that's just the way it is on earth. It's just the way, but you know God is faithful. God has promised protection. 
provision. And you just, you just track with God. Can you say track with God? Yeah, what God is going to do. Let me, let me tell you out of experience. I decided to track with God for five years. I, a pastor took a Bible and thrust it in my bosom. And said to me, this will change your life. I began to devour and read. Nothing happened in the first year. Oh, I began, I began seeing changes in the first year. Things began lining up. I began to devour second year. And you know, the, the way got clearer. The th I'm talking about reading the Bible. Genesis to Revelation. Just devouring. Asking God to open my mind. Did not read any other book. The fifth year. I opened the Bible and I closed it. The Bible started talking to me. I said, didn't I read that? How comes it's talking to me like it never did for the last four years? <laughs> you see, what had happened was seed. <laughs> uh, then time passed. And brother, it was harvesting time. That's why when people say to me, Pastor, you know, the Bible doesn't hit me like it hit you. I say, because you ain't hitting nothing. Because God does not practice partiality. When you put in your time, you log in your time, God will reward you. I used to, and mommy told me the King James Version is the version I had to read. I didn't know better. I could have read an easier version. So I was reading through King James, plowing through, did not, I was reading and still did not understand. But I was faithful. I would read it two, three times to try to understand it. And said, okay, I'll pick it up another time and just keep plowing. Just keep, just trusting God that one day I'll get a breakthrough. One day I will meet God. Because Jeremiah 29 verse 11, 12 and 13 says to me. You can't make it to Jeremiah 29, uh, 11, 12 and 13. Because let's read it quickly and I'll close it. I know I, I never get a chance to finish a sermon. Jeremiah 11. You got, sorry, 29. Let's read from verse 11, 12, and 13. There is a, it's beautiful in there. Beautiful, so you can see. Jeremiah 29. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Who, who has the thoughts? God has the thoughts. And it says, save the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you what? Now let us see how you're going to get the thoughts. Verse 12 tells you. Then you shall what? And you shall go on what? Okay, okay now. You, God said he has thoughts. And so we read it and we run. Oh, God has thoughts. <laughs> but he tells you how to get the thoughts. You got to call on him. You got to go and pray. Okay, you've got something to do. It's not God only. It doesn't float from heaven and just get into your head. Then you shall go and pray to me. And I will what? God said, I'm first going to listen to you to see if you're real. Yeah, I'm going to listen to you what you're saying. If you really want me, or you're just looking to get out of the fire. I'm just listening. I ain't doing nothing yet. I'm just listening. Okay, verse 13, here it comes. Uh-huh. And you shall what? Seek me and what? When you search for me with what? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> that is the formula. But we leave out verse 12 and 13 and we run. God has, th God has thoughts. What? I want to know the thoughts. And there is a process to arrive at the thoughts. 
Brother, you got to come to God for real with all your heart. Because God said, first, I'm just listening, hearkening. I'm just hearkening. That's all I'm doing. I ain't doing nothing as yet. I want you to know if you want me for real. And then he said, oh, then you seek me. To seek is to engage in a careful, deliberate search. You've got to be intentional in your pursuit. Yeah. Matthew 6.33. Yeah, that is the formula. Delivered me when God showed that to me. I said, God, it's been two and a half, three years. He said, son, I'm just hearkening. I want to see if you are for real. If you're just coming because the pastor threw the Bible in your bosom. Or if you really want me. Or if you just want an answer. For you to go and say, I got revelation from God. I got revelation. No. <laughs> I want to know if you want me. Me. My finally said, God, I want nothing else but you. I said, I'm all right with nothing else. I'll walk, but I want you. <laughs> all I need is you. That's all I need. <laughs> Anyhow, you know, now I feel like preaching is 50 minutes. <laughs> Father, we thank you. I'm going to end tonight. But since I get what I'm saying, mm. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we give you praise. <laughs> ah, God is a good God. There is so much more God has for us. Don't let what's happening in our day now. Don't cloud. And cloud your, your judgment. And put out your fire for God. Let me tell you. Now is a time for you to go after God like a pit bull. Because God is looking for that remnant few. Everybody's, most people are backing off. No, 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 no. Most people are asking, where is God? I'm saying God is right there. <laughs> The Holy Ghost is right here. Well, we carry the power. Why am I? I'm not. I stopped looking. Listen, I stopped looking for the power out there a long time ago. I carry God. And until I release God, nothing is happening. Until you walk around and start talking and start praying and start using the word of God. And that's your opinions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 says God let's read it let's, let's read it so you can see you can see Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 hallelujah it says then the Lord said to me Though, for I hasten my word to perform it God has one application to him to one application to his word not to God told me that he said son I got one obligation to my word not to your opinion my word I hasten to perform not your opinion get to know my word please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does but what if you aren't a Christian today what if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, 
I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.